Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Welcome once again to the Early Riser Prayer Call. Because you got up before the breaking of the dawn, you have the anointing of the Early Riser. Proverbs 8.17 out of the Amplified Classic tells us, I love those who love me and those who seek me early and diligently shall find me. From the Passion it reads, I will show my love to those who passionately love me, for they will search and search continually until they find me. Think about that word passionately. What does it mean? It simply means to have strong feelings or beliefs. Do you have strong feelings toward the Lord? Do you believe every word that is written in the Bible? See, God said he loves those who love him, the ones who are passionate in finding him. And then he tells us those that are passionate will continue to seek him until they find him. I pray for each one of us that passion drives us to seek him with our whole heart, soul, and mind. May every pastor, every saint of God that is on the line this morning, the family of new destiny, the intercessors and prayer warriors, may we all burn with passion for our Lord and Savior. We want to honor our bishop and Pastor Adrian, giving thanks to God for them and their leadership. May passion consume them as they lead and teach the Word of God. Let me introduce our team for the morning. My name is Heather Dawson, and I will be facilitating. And then we have Minister Randall Gorey, who is going to bring the morning's devotion. How are you, Minister Randall? Good morning, Mother Heather. I am doing absolutely wonderful as a passionate lover and seeker of God this morning. Thank you. Amen. Oh, a passionate lover and seeker of God. Yes, amen. Glory to God. And (laughs) we also have Sister Janice Allen, and she's going to be sharing the prayer requests and praying over each one of them. So good morning, Janice. How are you doing this morning? Good morning, Mother. I'm doing wonderful. Thank you very much. How are you? (laughs) I'm wonderful, too. Thank you. I am passionately, passionately seeking the Lord. Hallelujah. So let us pray uh, before Minister Randall uh, comes. Father, teach us your ways. Teach us the truth of your word. Teach us what it means to serve you with our whole heart. Put within each one of us a burning desire to know you more and more. And in that desire, may we passionately seek you. And you said we then would find you. We would find you if we passionately come after you. Hallelujah. So anoint your word 
this morning as Minister Randall comes. And it is in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Minister Randall. Thank you so much, um, Mother Heather. Good morning. Uh, Sister Janice, wanted to greet you this morning as well. Um, by giving honor uh, to God this morning for um, uh, Bishop Smith and Pastor Adrian Smith, my uh, pastors in the house, and just wanted to acknowledge all of the uh, clergy and the bishops, pastors and ministers and lay people that are on the line uh, this morning, in addition to of the Universal Body of Christ, all the first-time visitors, and to my New Destiny family. Greet you all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. After being fed so well on Sunday with such an awesome word from my bishop, I pray this morning's uh, devotion will be just little leftovers to complement what an awesome meal that we will serve that's available still online if you go back and retrieve that. But this morning, uh, the devotion for uh, this morning comes out of Hebrews, uh, the 10th chapter, and it's the first through the fifth verse. And I will be uh, using the verses that are from the New Living Translation word this morning. But the devotion this morning is the old system with a dim preview of the good things to come. And if anybody knows about anything old, it's only good for a while, but something better comes a little bit later. And that's the way this devotion this morning uh, takes us from the old into the new, because whatever is old, if you've owned anything before, as it begins to go out, it becomes dim, which is an indication of, uh, either batteries or going low or electricity is weak in that particular outlet and you can't see or hear or even use that particular device as well. And so this devotion this morning has given us a preview of coming out of the old into the new. So the old system that we know it in the Old Testament, was a dim preview, God giving us a glimpse of the good things that were uh, to come. And so we ultimately uh, received Christ's sacrifice once and for all, which we will soon see here how it becomes the good thing, becomes the new thing that those of us who are in Christ Jesus will receive. So let's begin here in Hebrews, the 10th chapter, the first verse, and we'll go through the fifth just to get started here on what is to come. And so the old system under the law of Moses was only a shadow, a dim preview of the good things to come, not the good things themselves, <clears throat> excuse me, the sacrifices under that system were repeated again and again, year after year. But they were never able to provide perfect cleansing for those who came to worship. In verse 2, if they could have provided the perfect cleansing, the sacrifices would have stopped. For the worshipers 
would have been purified once for all time, and their feelings of guilt would have disappeared. Verse 3, but instead, those sacrifices actually reminded them of their sins year after year. In verse 4, for it is not possible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. And then verse 5, that is why when Christ came into the world, he said to God, you did not want animal sacrifices or sin offerings, but you have given me a body to offer. And so in the previous verses of Hebrews chapter 9, verse 8 through 10, the writer explains how the old covenant was meant as a symbol of the new covenant. He does so by also showing how the physical qualities of the tabernacle were meant to explain both the weaknesses of the old covenant and the superior nature of the new covenant. I love in this particular uh, passage of scripture how the writer points out specifically how the blood of animals was an imperfect sacrifice. You see, animal sacrifices needed to be offered over and over because it did not have the power to actually cleanse man from sin, only to cover that sin temporarily. So anytime anything is temporary, it doesn't last. So we're expecting something permanent. Amen. We can also see here through the summarization of these scriptures that the old covenant was not incorrect or even useless. No, not at all. The old covenant was not incorrect or useless. But we also see that its true purpose was not eternal salvation. The true purpose was not eternal salvation, but we see here that because the real purpose of the old covenant was to point people towards Jesus Christ as the fulfillment of God's ultimate plan. This is how that dimness of the old system begins to give way to good things to come in the new covenant. So it's important to, to, to realize again that that its true purpose was not eternal salvation. So you might say, well, why not? Well, it's because the real purposes of the old covenant was to point people towards Jesus. That's where we ultimately needed to be and have the ability to see Christ as our Savior, as the fulfillment of God's ultimate plan. And this is how the dimness, again, of the old system begins to give way to the good things to come in the new covenant. So the phrase 
made perfect is not a reference to absolute sinlessness. That's important to remember because in context, perfection carries with it the same meaning it usually does in the New Testament, which is, by the way, completion and maturity. Completion and maturity is what is meant by perfection. The sacrifices, though, of the Old Covenant could not only cleanse man in order to stand before God. Those sacrifices could not only, not fully, and only cleanse man in order to stand before God. The good news, though, today, saints, is that the New Covenant can change the conscience of a man and totally remove sin. The good news that we have today is that the new covenant can change the conscience of a man and totally remove sin, allowing us to be perfected, matured, and completed in the eyes of God. Perfected and matured and completed in the eyes of God. Hallelujah to that. And so God's, in God's own words, found in the Old Testament scriptures, declare his intention to replace the Old Covenant with a new covenant. And that's good news that God gave us a glimpse into the future from the past. Jesus fulfills all of these prophecies and all of the symbolism found in the systems of priests, the tabernacle, and animal sacrifices. By knowing that Jesus Christ is, without a doubt, God's remedy for our sin, we should not be only encouraged we should not only be encouraged, but with jubilant praise, we hold strong to our faith through the encouragement of this old into the new. We hold strong to our faith in the face of persecution. Because in James, the first chapter and second verse, it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. So by knowing that Jesus is, without a doubt, God's remedy for sin, we can be encouraged and we can rejoice. Amen. However, that same confidence means dire spiritual consequences for those who know Christ's salvation, but choose to act in defiance of his will. So those of us who know the truth but yet refuse to receive it put ourselves in a place where the consequences are so dire that we should never want to see how that actually affects our lives going forward. So, Father, this morning, I want to thank you that we no longer have to make sacrifices of animals to receive temporary pardons for our sins. But, Father, we thank you 
for the new covenant in Jesus Christ that pardons our sins forever. Show us, Lord, how to live forgiven lives where we offer ourselves as living sacrifices to you as the utmost of gratitude and thanksgiving for lives that we want to represent you in the new covenant of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen, amen, and amen. Mother Heather. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Randall. That was a wonderful teaching. And I pray that all of you on the line really heard what was being spoken this morning and know that you can go back um, and uh, retrieve the message and you can listen to it again. But that was that was a wonderful word. So meditate on it. Meditate on what was spoken this morning throughout your day. At this time, I'm going to ask if uh, Sister Janice will uh, please come with a morning's prayer request. And I ask that each and every one of you on the line that you would be in agreement as she prays. Sister Janice. Thank you, Mother Heather. Thank you, Elder Minister Randall, for that precious word, powerful word. We do have an assignment uh, to go to petition the throne of God for. Please do pray with me in the spirit. Father God, we thank you and we bless you for this day that you have given us a brand new mercy. Our great God, you are great and mighty forever. Your loving kindness is greater than life, and thank you that you are God. Thank you for being Lord upon the throne of our hearts. Thank you for redeeming us back to the Father and for transforming us into his image. Holy Spirit, we appreciate the work you are doing in us and for the truth you reveal to us daily. Great is your faithfulness. Father, we pray for your leaders, for shepherds, your shepherds, the first responders in the spirit. We pray for pastors and preachers, for spiritual counselors, We pray for teachers and their spouses, Father God. We pray that they grow stronger and stronger with every step forward, that that you would keep their hearts and minds until your return. Father, your word says that we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So take your leaders from glory to glory by the Spirit of our Lord Jesus, and may they grab hold of you in the roughest of times, for you are a very present help in the time of trouble. You are a great, Father God, in the time of need, you are there. You are the Lord of glory who was and is and is to come. Father, many lives reflect your image. May their very lives, our very lives reflect your image, and may they speak your word in season and out of season. Father, you promise to supply all their needs according to your riches by Christ Jesus. And I am convinced that my God will fully satisfy every need that they have for 
I thank you, Lord God, that we've seen the abundance of riches of glory revealed to us through Jesus Christ. And God, our Father, will receive all the glory and the honor throughout the eternity of eternities. Amen. Father, let a well of refreshing bring up in them to the overflow. Let every one of them you have called to yourself be strengthened in the power of your might. Father, place renewed strength and power in your servants. For you said, he gives power to the faint and weary. And to him who has no might, he increases strength, causing it to multiply and making it to abound. But those who wait for the Lord, who expect, look for, and hope in him, shall change and renew their strength and power. They shall lift their wings and mount up close to God as eagles mount up to the sun. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint or become tired. Father, give your leaders insight into your word, Father God. And even as Paul has said, but he said to me, my grace, my favor, and loving kindness and mercy is enough for you, sufficient against any danger, and enables you to bear the trouble manfully. For my strength and power are made perfect fully and completely and show themselves most effective in your weakness. Therefore, I will all the more gladly glory in my weakness and infirmities that the strength and power of Christ the Messiah may rest, yes, may pitch a tent over and dwell upon you. Father, we pray that they will so fight with faith for the winner's prize. Lay your hand upon eternal life to which they were called and about which they were made good confession before the multitude of witnesses. And we declare that you have begun a good work in them and that you, Father, will complete it until the day of your return. Father, the work you have begun is good because you said everything you made, everything you created is good, and so it is. So we thank you that the healing and the comfort of the Holy Spirit hover over them and their families and their spouses because you made no mistake when you called, when you sent out the call and they responded yes. So, Father, you see every broken and hard place. We ask that you pour out your oil and your wine so that the oil of joy will seal and heal every open wound and the wine of your blood would kill every sickness and disease, physically, mentally, and spiritually, and emotionally, and I pray with great faith for you because I'm fully convinced that the one who begun this gracious work in you will fully continue to process and mature you until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. In the great name of Jesus, our Lord, who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think, 
to the only wise God, our Savior, our strong deliverer, who reigns forevermore. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Oh, I pray that that, excuse me, that prayer was infused into you. You know, Isaiah 55 and 11 says, The word of God prospers where it succeeds in the thing for which it is sent. That means his word about healing and about deliverance will produce and we will have what we say. Thank you, Sister Janice, for that powerful prayer this morning. Can you not sense and feel his presence? Glory to God. I want to go back to uh, Minister Randall to see if he has anything more that he would like to leave with us this morning. Minister Randall. Thank you, Mother. I I, I just would like to leave um, this small piece I borrowed. I loved it so much I reviewed it from Sunday from Bishop's message. His clothes and his prayer was so powerful. It resonated in my spirit, and I've just been 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 dealing with that but i would like to leave that we have got to do better as a as a church as a people mm-hmm. we have to go after god like never before to pursue god like never before in order to live the lives that we know we should live that are upright and holy and that all day beginning today we give him a sacrifice of praise as an offering of our thanksgiving thank you Amen. That was a, a great that was a great word to leave with us this morning. That we have got to do better. People, we have failed. We have failed our God. And God is saying to us, saying to us, Come, come, get cleansed. Let me be your guide. Let me be the one to lead you. Instead of being so self-sufficient, our self-sufficiency has got us into trouble. And how, how would the world, how would the world want to be part of something that seems no different than the world? When there is division, when we are divided, when we cannot even come together as one. Can you imagine God's heart in all of this? And he's giving us opportunity. He is giving us an opportunity to come together, to love one another, to show the world that, hey, look, look what our God is able to do. And he will do it for you just like he's done it for us. So people of God, get it right. Get it right. It doesn't matter, doesn't matter what you have to do. The Holy Spirit's going to lead you and he's going to guide you and he's going to reveal to you. So give it up. Give it up. Don't hold on to the things of this world. The world has failed. But our God, our God has not failed us. Our God is strong. Our God is mighty. 
And if we but put our trust in him, and if we live in him, we will see things like we have never seen before because he said he will lift that veil. He will allow us to come into the holy of holies where he is. Oh, hallelujah. We have had a wonderful time this morning. We've had a wonderful time. It has been about the word and it has been about prayer. The two things that are the most important are relationship to our God or to God. So as we close out this morning, I would ask that you would meditate on what was spoken, what was prayed this morning, and that as you go about your day, that you will have the Lord Jesus Christ on your mind and in your heart. So let us close in prayer. Father, in you we live and move and have our being. It is in you that we overcome trials and difficulties. They do not overcome us. It is in you that peace, that shalom, of God blankets us. In you, our weakness is made strong. In you, we finish the race that has been set before us. It is in you that we see clearly and you show us great and mighty things. It is in you that our desires line up with your desires for us. It is in you that our every need is met and we lack for nothing. It is in you that our mourning is turned into dancing and the joy of you becomes our strength. It is in you that we can demolish, destroy every deceptive argument that is raised up in defiance of the true knowledge of you. It is in you we could capture every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of you and bring it to the obedience of Christ. It is for this we are eternally grateful. And everyone said amen, amen, and amen. Kathy, we ask that you open the line. Let us worship together. Pray in the spirit. Let your let your let your spirit just be free in him this morning as you worship. Just worship your God. For he is mighty. He is a mighty God. Open the line, Kathy, please. <laughs> 